Hi fam, and welcome to a Sober Girls podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I have been sober for 11 years, and through that time have been through my own ups and downs, not only with staying sober, but also learning to live life on life's terms. If you are listening to this, then you have previously or are currently struggling and are ready to take certain steps to get better. Alcoholism has affected each of us differently, but we all have the same stories, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. You are ready to make a change in your life, and we are glad to have you here. This community is one of strength, commonality, and inclusion. The only way we stay sober is to help the suffering alcoholic and addict, and I am ready to take you on that journey with me. So let's get started. What's up, fam? Good morning and happy Wednesday. I apologize. I was off last week. I took a break and I did not tell you and I apologize for that. We had done 30 episodes without a break and I had a couple of things going on that I just really needed some extra time for. So I took a week off last week. I hope that everybody had an amazing week last week. I ended up getting a lot of things done that I was actually behind on. And I was preparing for coming home to Minnesota. I'm going to be home for a little bit. I'm going to be doing some work with the Twins Daily and Twins Games. So I'm really, really excited about that. Went and got my iced coffee this morning because regular coffee at home is just not going to do it. While I was getting ready to come home, things have been a little bit tight for me financially because... In October, my husband had surgery and then was out of work for a while. It was a pretty extensive surgery. And then he got a new job, which was awesome. And then after he started that new job, about a month in, I think, he had to have another surgery. So he's just going back to work now. And we had been, oh, there's my cell phone. You guys want to say hi to my mom? Just kidding. Turning it off. We had uh, had money set aside and some savings, and so everything was fine. The only thing that really sucked was we couldn't do what we wanted to do. And so it's hard because I'm usually a person who hates being told no. (laughs) Imagine that. And so I've been hearing no a lot the past couple of weeks, which isn't a bad thing, right? It really, it really isn't a bad thing. But it also made me realize that I had to get a real grip on my own spending. And it made me think about some of the things that I had gone through in AA in my mismanagement with money. Because if you think that you're in AA and you don't have problems with money, you're wrong. Um, because you do have problems with money. I mean, to be completely honest, let's talk about, for instance, like all the things that we would do to get alcohol, right? We would, or our drugs, we would steal from people in our family. We would not pay bills, which is a huge part of financial mismanagement. Or if we quit drinking, as most of us have, I'm not sure if everyone has, If you are in the process, congratulations, keep coming back. But if you have quit drinking, usually when we have quit one type of addiction, another one will take over, okay? And for me, that was shopping. And so 
For me, when I would get depressed or be lonely or be sad or upset or feel unfulfilled, I would shop. I would shop a lot and I like things. I could usually justify why I needed those things, why I had to have those things. Um, I'm a Disney fan, a baseball fan, a clothing fan, a Tumblr fan. Oh God. I mean, really, if, it, if it's out there and it was a way to ease my anxiety, I was going to buy it, right? I was going to get it because then I'd be excited about a package coming to my door. And the problem is, is once the package comes to the door and you open it, and you're like, oh, yay, I got it. And then all of a sudden, you're done. Have you guys seen those TikToks? You're done. You're done. That's essentially how it was for me and is for me. When my husband was out of work, for lack of better terms, truly for six months, uh, my spending hasn't slowed down. And so, you know, I don't think my spending really has ever slowed down. I think it's actually when I quit drinking, I transferred it from one thing to another. I quit lying to get drugs and alcohol since I couldn't have that, I would lie to get money for shopping. And let me tell you what, when you have really good credit, you get a lot of really good credit cards. The problem with credit cards is, is that, well, you have to pay them back. <laughs> so that's one problem, right? So they're great. They're awesome. They do help you in times of need. But when the credit runs out, guess what? You don't have any money left to spend. So... It really becomes a matter of wants versus needs. And I hate that. You know, I really do hate that. I hate when my husband says, well, was it a want or a need? Well, it's both, right? Like, I really want to need it. <laughs> I really need to want it. And it really made me realize, looking back, how mismanaged my life was financially. My life is very mismanaged financially. And my life is mismanaged financially because I have... The inability to say no, really, or I'm absolutely every marketing person's dream because I see something and I'm like, oh, that's a really good deal. And I was at a gas pump a couple of weeks ago and I saw an advertisement for a credit card um, company and it was like 3% cash back if you at the end of the year or whatever and I thought, oh, that is really a great deal. 3% cash back, you know, at the end of the year. And then it dawned on me. I was like, well, now wait a minute. It's 3% cash back, but that means I got to make my payments on time. I have to pay in full. And even with that, you're going to have interest, right? You're going to have money that technically is still going to the credit card company that you really didn't spend. So I was like, man. Yeah, 3% cash back, but that's only if you're paying your bills on time and shit. So <laughs> I am I am not that person because I'm still financially mismanaged, you guys. And it really is when we sober up, we replace our addictions, okay? And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, no, that's not going to It's going to happen, okay? You are either going to become a workout fanatic. You are going to become... An artist, which is fine. Painting is great. I also do tumblers. But you have to do something to keep yourself busy, right? 
So can I just suggest not shopping or not opening credit cards, especially if you're new in sobriety. Uh, That is definitely something that you do not need to be doing because until you are able to securely manage your life, manage your finances, manage your day-to-day income and have that discipline, getting the credit cards, going shopping, all of that is not going to work out for your benefit. And you are struggling. The reason why you're spending the money, right? The reason why you're working out all the time, the reason why you are buying the Starbucks coffee every day like I did today, the reason why you do those things is because you have a belief in yourself that you are tied to your fixes, right? You find self-worth in those fixes. You find self-worth in being able to buy a $7 coffee every day as opposed to the Wawa coffee for a dollar. You find value in buying clothes because they make you feel good. You find value in working out every day because it makes you feel good. So there are so many different things that make us feel good and make us feel like we have a value or worth in this world. And so that leads to mismanagement. While it is financial management, while it is working out, shopping, whatever it is, you need to work on finding the value in yourself. Because if you don't find the value in yourself, if you don't see how awesome you are, how gorgeous you are, how smart you are, what you have to contribute to this world, you're never actually going to be satisfied. You're never going to be able to replace one thing with another. And I'm not saying working out is bad. I'm not saying shopping is bad. I'm not saying that for normal people, drinking is bad, but everything in moderation. And the problem with being an addict or an alcoholic is we have no moderation, right? We are full pendulum one way or the other. There is absolutely no moderation. Like that's a scary word to us. It means that we have to have a sense of control. It means that we have to have a sense of being able to say no And like saying no is going to hurt us. (laughs) Saying no is going to hurt us, but it really isn't. Because what saying no is teaching us is it's teaching us how to have boundaries. It's teaching us how to understand that our self-worth isn't tied to an object or a thing. And our self-worth is found in who we are. And this is a huge part of where for those of us who have a faith-based program or have a higher power, uh, where we really are going to garner value from our higher power. And that is one thing that AA and obviously going to church, but AA has really taught me that there is a manner of living AA gives us a manner of living. And if we are rigorously honest with ourselves, and I know you guys are probably tired of me saying that, and I don't care. If we are rigorously honest with ourselves, we can look inside ourselves and say, hey, I'm working out eight hours a day, four days a week, because something inside of me is missing. We can say, hey, I'm spending all this money because something isn't right inside me. We can say, hey, I am 
staying up all night, binging these shows, not going to sleep because I'm afraid of something. So being able to make that change and being self-aware is really, really important. And that's something that I'm dealing with right now is self-awareness. I have had, and you guys know, a very rough past six, seven months in uh, with myself. And the rela- the problems are not from other people, right? You understand that we create our own issues. That doesn't mean that people don't aid it along. That doesn't mean that people don't make it worse or add to it. But really when there's a problem going on, we have to look at ourselves first and we have to go, okay, there's a problem in my marriage. There's a problem in my friendship. There's a problem at my job. There's a problem at church. There's a problem with my kid. And there are going to be days where you're going to have problems with those things, right? There are going to be days where your husband's cranky or your wife is cranky and you get into an argument. There's going to be days where your kid doesn't do the chores and it's going to make you mad and you're going to probably push the envelope a little bit. You know, there's going to be days at work where you're exhausted and you just screw up. That's just the nature of life, right? But if we look hard at everything that we are doing, where where do you fit in? Where does your ego fit in? Where does your mismanagement fit in? For me, it's definitely been, I wanted to go to Disney with my mom for Christmas and I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity And so I made it happen. I had no money to go, but I rearranged bills. I rearranged finances. I rearranged my life. I was so mismanaged that I allowed myself to think that I deserved to go on this trip after everything that I had been through. Because, you know, we're victims. We're victims, right? Because we're victims. You know, we believe that the world is out to get us and... If we have a bad couple of months, it's because the world is against us. And going to Disney was one of the best trips I'd had. It, it really, it was amazing to go to Disney and wake up at Disney World on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. But because my husband had just started a new job, he couldn't go. He doesn't have PTO. I'm coming home next week. He doesn't have PTO. So all these things that I'm doing are pretty selfish and self-centered because I believe that that's something that I'm owed. It's something that I'm allowing my ego to let me believe. And that's really unfortunate. And I believe that's part of the reason what led to my almost relapse a couple of weeks ago was just this feeling of I'm not good enough. Nothing is right. I can't do anything right. I'll never be a perfect wife or a perfect mother. Well, no, no one's going to be a perfect wife or a perfect mother. I mean, the fact that I probably even allowed myself to think that is just stupid in the first place. So, you know, it's just, I was searching, you know, I was searching for something to fulfill me and shopping obviously wasn't doing it and trips obviously are not doing it. Waking up in the happiest place in the world And I know that when I get back from that, right, I'm still not going to have any money. I'm still going to be broke. I still have to deal with the consequences of my actions. But I was so tormented and so sad and angry and lonely and frustrated that I justified my mismanagement. And so now, here I am. It is what? April? Yep, it's April. 
Oh, thank God for those of us with seasonal depression, right? It's April and I am still paying the consequences from making decisions based on my emotions from months ago. I'm not horribly behind on bills. Actually, I'm not behind at all. I'm on schedule, but I had to go down in hours at work because I'm a contract worker and there was like a certain amount of hours you can work with your contract and then I ran out of hours or got close to hours, something along those lines. And so my boss was like, we got to we gotta cut back your hours. Because redistricting and the elections that we've had the past year, it's been a lot on me. And so I was working a lot of hours. And I was able to pay those bills, right? I was able to make sure that those things were covered. Well, now my hours are cut. And because I'm so mismanaged, because I'm not paying attention to my emotions and my feelings, I'm just living in them. I'm making decisions like I still have that money, right? I'm making decisions like I know that income is still going to be there. And the reality of that is, is that it is not. The reality of it is, is that we are unfortunately in a place where I don't really have that luxury, Okay, I don't have the ability to really spend money like I used to. And so now I have to do some work on myself. Now I have to not only get in touch with these companies and say, hey, I need to make payment arrangements. Now I have to also really look at myself. I have to really determine what my worth is. And I'm going home next week, this week for home opener. And of course, every year I ha- I get something for home opener, right? I get a new shirt and because I'm going to a stadium, I got a clear stadium purse. So that was 40 bucks. Okay, that's that's fine. But it's only fine when you have the money to do it. And if you're new, if you are just quitting drinking or using or smoking, you're going to have an excess of money. Okay, you're going to have that money that you didn't have before. And instead of finding new ways to allocate that money, I highly suggest that you pay bills. I highly suggest that you talk to your sponsor about management. I highly suggest that you ask your sponsor about helping you learn how to be financially responsible and pay bills. Because if you don't get a nip in that bud, it is going to be a mess. If you don't have an understanding that just because you have, you're no longer spending this amount on alcohol. And actually, if I look, I pulled this up because I wanted to give you an idea. On average, How many days a week do you drink? Seven, right? How many drinks do you have? Eight. If the average drink is $3.50, right? Like if you're going to happy hour every day, that's $196 a week, you guys. $849 a month, that's $10,000 a year. You're telling me that you're not going to find something else to do with $200 a week? I did. You're damn right I did. I sure shit did. And I still am because I never, I would get to a point where I think I would actually get scared and I would 
be like, oh my god, I can't spend this money because I don't have it. But then as soon as I had money, I would forget what I bought and I would overdraw my account. And there's just, if you're not able to truly get a hold of yourself financially, then spending the money on alcohol isn't really going to be the issue anymore. It's just spending the money, period. So what you need to do is whether you're spending the money on clothes, whether you're spending it on new coffees, whether you're going to the gym, you need to have some wherewithal, right? You need to have some understanding that just because you have money doesn't mean that you need to spend it. And so if we are going to look at financial programs, a lot of us in AA, a lot of us in recovery, have a lot of financial debt. So it is going to take a lot of discipline. And obviously we are not used to discipline. We are not used to accountability. That's why I suggest really working with your sponsor on financial accountability. Because I'm right there with you right now, right? I'm in year 12 of this and I still spend money like a fucking sieve. It's 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 ridiculous. And I really want to be at the point where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. You guys, I have I have my job I have my tumblers and coffee mugs that I make, and I write for the Minnesota Twins, write for Twins Daily, and I still manage to be broke. So that is an issue, and that is something that I am actually working on, which is why I wanted to come and talk to you guys about it, because I wanted you to know that financial mismanagement is not something that you're alone in. Americans across the the country have issues with finances, right? Because we all put shit on credit cards or we think we have the money and we don't. We lose the job. And so when you are getting ready to have that not extra money, it's not extra money, it's not free money, what I suggest is you get a hold of a financial program, okay? You can do that at your local bank. They do have financial classes and stuff like that that you can take at the bank and you can also do something like Dave Ramsey. Uh, that's a really, really good option, actually. I don't like living with cash, and I think that's why that never worked for me. So Dave Ram- Ramsey program is really a good program for your money and being able to help you manage it and pay off debts. But don't replace your alcohol with spending. Don't replace your alcohol with working out seven days a week, five hours a day. Don't replace it with other things that are going to, as I sit here and drink my iced coffee from Starbucks, that are going to make you feel like you're filling this void in your life, okay? You really need to work on finding that self-worth, You really need to work on that feeling of, I don't need this to validate my life. I don't need this to validate who I am. I can be who I am just like this and people who love me will love me. People who don't have an iPhone, people who don't have an Apple Watch, people who don't go to Starbucks every day, people who don't drive brand new cars... There is absolutely nothing wrong with those people. In fact, my mom, my mom has some of the most amazing shit in her house, right? Man, that woman is, she's, yeah, she's got a nice house. 
like, it's not a huge house, but it's my mom and her wife, so it's not like they need a huge house. But what they have is quality, okay? They have quality, not quantity, and that's where the difference is. I, I have quality, but I have quantity of quality because I believe that that's the only way that I'm going to feel good about myself, the only way that I'm going to fill that void in my life. And it's not. It's not going to fill that void, you guys. It's okay to get a coach purse, but it's also even better to get a coach purse at the outlet or off Mercari. It's okay if it's used, baby. No one's gonna know. You might know. And if that hurts your ego, that is a you problem, okay? And that is something that I have had a very, very hard time learning. I suffer from an eating disorder. And so I have a huge issue with my weight. And because I have a huge issue with my weight and my self-worth, that is where it leaks into my finances. Does that make sense? No, but it does. I'm not, I don't feel that I'm attractive or pretty or that I have a really pretty body or that I'm really skinny or that I'm a 10 or arm candy or so, you know, like for me, because I am, I'm not even bigger. I, I feel bigger. I have to have all these nice things because I don't have the looks, right? I have to be smart at baseball because I'm not pretty. (laughs) It sounds so dumb when I say it out loud, you guys. Oh my God. But it's true. It's true. I have to be smart at baseball and good at baseball because if I'm not, then I'm just another dumb girl sports fan. Well, the good thing for me is... Baseball really does make me happy. Unfortunately, another one of those things that I replace something with something. I replace spending with baseball. I've, I watch every game. Now it is my job to watch certain games and do game time summaries and reports on them. And it is my job to talk about the twins. But it is not my job to obsess over it, right? So everything in moderation, you guys. My head is a mess. And I know that you know that because we just know that. (laughs) So, Because your head's a mess too, right? That's why you're sitting here listening to me going, oh my God, I know exactly what she's talking about. So what are some things that I do in my personal life to find that meaningful validation? First of all, I don't ask other people, right? Because if I'm constantly going around asking for other people's validation, guess what? It's going to be a hot minute, okay? It's going to be a bit. Because I can ask anybody in the world what they think of me. Am I pretty? Am I nice? And they're going to say something to me and I'm not going to like the way they said it, so I'm not going to believe it. And if you can sit there and go, oh, I believe it. No, you don't. You don't know how to take a compliment either, so shut up. Because you don't. You don't know how to take If you knew how to take a compliment, you wouldn't be sitting here going, God, I know exactly what she's talking about right? So what are some other things that I do to find my own self-worth? For me, I take me time and I will work out. Now, I do have restrictions for myself with working out, no more than 30 minutes a day. And that might seem really weak, but that's what I need. Again, quality over quantity. And I work out not only for my mental health, but my medical health as well. I have to. I have to work out. I need to stay in a specific range of numbers so that my thyroid medications actually work. Other things that I do, I 
make sure to find a creative outlet. I actually, when I'm home by myself and I'm working during the day, I don't have the TV on because I get sucked into really crappy shows. And sometimes really crappy shows make you feel better about yourself. You know, you can watch these Real Housewives (laughs) and you're like, oh my God, she's got a brand new Audi or oh my God, she's got this, she's got that. But how many of these housewives are now divorced and remarried and remarried to each other's friends? Or there's the one real housewife on Salt Lake City who's being accused of fraud. And, you know, so tell me how happy they really are, right? Tell me how happy these women truly, truly are. So watching trash TV, it can be good for you, but it can also make you covet other things. Lately, another thing that I have been doing is I have been going to church. Again, that is not, not for everybody, and that is okay. But for me, it it has been. I have been able to hear the word of God and know that I am good enough just how I am. I go to my AA meetings, you guys. Going to my AA meetings is just as important as everything else, right? Because you're going to hear other stories of people just like you. You're going to hear other experience, strength, and hope. You're going to hear the things that you don't think you need to hear. And then when you get there, you're like, oh my God, I really needed that today. And I really think that it's something in those meetings that you find out not being alone plays a huge part in how we feel in that void how we feel in that empty space, right? So going to meetings, being around other alcoholics, talking to people in the community is really important because it's not just about wanting that new sweatshirt. It's not wanting, you know, it's not about going on this huge shopping spree. What it's about is you're trying to find something to make you feel better and buying things is never going to make you feel better in the long run. Okay, so get to those meetings, talk to those sponsors, talk to the friends in the community, become a part of something bigger than yourself. Lately, another thing that I have been doing is giving back in service, getting out there. And when you're feeling shitty about yourself, making someone else feel good is one of the best feelings in the world. I promise you it's one of the best feelings in the world. I am currently working on something right now that is my hopeful big definition and version of service work giving back into the community and it's not AA related and that's fine but we have these talents we have these gifts and we know how to use them and so getting out there and giving back will fill any void that you've ever had because there is something about watching people's faces when you do something for them that is absolutely the most satisfying thing ever in the world. So get out of ser- get out and go do things in service. It doesn't have to be church related, it doesn't have to be AA related, but do something for someone else. If you are going to if you want to spend money, take that money that you are going to spend and set it aside. And every time you want to buy something, whether it's $1 or $5 or $20 or $100, set that money aside and see how much money you have at the end of the week or the end of the day, depending on how much you really want to spend. So those are a couple of things that I really do to try and fill that void. 
And I think one of the most important things for me is doing the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And ask him every day when you wake up to release you of the bondage of self. Because that bondage of self is what's going to keep you going back to wanting to spend that money or wanting to work out eight hours a day. And once you've released yourself from your own bondage, you can focus on the needs of others and giving back. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week. No more breaks for a while. And I know that some of you are getting ready to go on spring break. There's spring breaks coming up all month. So I'm going to be here to help you get through your spring break week. And maybe we'll even do a spring break episode to talk about triggers and things like that. Uh, We'll do that here coming up. So have a great week. Be well, fam. And forget that you don't forget or forget. I mean, I really don't care. Um, Don't forget that I'm here for you anytime you need. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of A Sober Girls Podcast. I hope that today's episode was something that you needed to hear today and can carry with you throughout the week until we get together next week. I really look forward to our time together and sharing my experience, strength, and hope so that you feel less alone and more empowered to keep taking it one day at a time. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and on Instagram at A Sober Girls Pod and on our website at asobergirlspodcast.podbean.com. There you can find episode-specific content and contact information. You can also hear us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Until next time, fam, be well.